Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Welcome to DSC's Campfires with Larry Wysoon, a unique blend of hunting, fishing, wildlife conservation, and the outdoor lifestyle. DSC's Campfires is brought to you by DSC, conservation, education, and hunter advocacy. Hornady, accurate, deadly, dependable. Trigicon, brilliant aiming solutions. Taurus, award-winning pistols and revolvers. Mossberg, American built, American strong. Habit, our gear, your adventure. Welcome to another episode of DSC's Campfires. And today, you know, if you're like me, you like to eat. <laughs> and there's nothing that tastes better than it's been cooked, maybe outside, but particularly on a Dutch oven. And I've got one of the, the premier people involved with Dutch oven cooking with me today, Miss Beth Jones, happens to be the president of the Lone Star Dutch Oven Society. But Miss Beth, welcome to the, welcome to the campfire. Uh, thank you. Thank you for inviting us. I am truly honored to have you here. I, I grew up where a lot of us cooked when I was a little kid on in cast iron and, and with Dutch ovens and kicked around a lot of different hunting camps and, and uh, got a dear friend who I think you know as well, Luke Clayton, and I always find ways that I can show up at Luke's house just about the right time when he's been cooking with a Dutch oven. So I really appreciate, uh, I know that you just recently visited with him some about what we're about to talk about here but tell me a little bit how did how in the world did you get into dutch oven cooking originally well it's kind of funny uh, my husband and i were at a flea market and we saw a gentleman with um, a little trailer full of all these little black pots and we walked up and we were asking him about them you know and he said well it's you know dutch oven cooking and um he invited us out to dangerfield state park to um, just participate and watch them cook. And that's what got us hooked. And when we left there, we went straight to Jefferson and found every black pot we could find. And that was in 2016, so we've been cooking since 2016. Oh, my gracious. Well, as I said, there to me is is, is nothing better than Dutch oven cooking. What, what do you think makes it special? What what was it that fascinated you about the, the cooking part of it and maybe even the pot part of it as well, too? Well, you know, my husband and I had never been much on camping, um, and we had never cooked out, and um, neither had our families, you know, so it was really something new and interesting to us. And um, we just, I'm not sure if it's the, just the being out, you know, cooking outside was really fascinating to us. 
I agree. There's something about cooking outside. You could have the same dish cooked inside and as being cooked outside. And for whatever reason, it always tastes better outside. But I've also noticed something else. Over the years, as I said, I've kicked around a little bit and done a little bit of cooking myself and had several friends that were very much involved uh, in Dutch oven cooking, particularly one named Jay Wayne Fears over in Alabama, who wrote a book for Lodge, who is one of the manufacturers of Dutch oven ovens and uh, cast iron skillets. And then another gentleman by the name of Bill Cobble. Bill used to cook for us out of his chuck wagon up on the Nail Ranch up north of Abilene. He and Cliff Tynert and those two guys wrote a book a few years ago as well called Barbecue Biscuits and Beans. And a very beautifully done book. And if I wasn't already enamored with having spent some time with cooking with Dutch ovens, particularly with cast iron skillets and those kind of things, I think those two kind of, or those three really kind of pushed me over the edge as well too. Right. What? I think having that, um, to be able to have the ability to cook outside and cook anything, it doesn't matter what it is. You can cook anything in a Dutch oven. And so that that's really fascinating, too, you know, because most people think, oh, I can only cook one or two little things. But no, you can cook anything. As I recall, Dutch ovens go back quite a way in terms of history is concerned. And and what I've noticed, the, the ones that I have actually belong to either my grandparents or my father-in-law and, and his parents. So, you know, they, they, they last a long time, too, don't they? They do. Um, we happen to have been lucky. And after we started cooking, we found out that um, my grandmother and his grandmother both had one, and we were fortunate enough to get them. And they were both married in the early 20s and got them as wedding gifts. So, and we still cook out of them. <laughs> Absolutely isn't cool. Isn't something? It, it really is. Like I said, the ones that I have probably go back to about that same stage of, of, of history or maybe even back, you know, the early, maybe the late 1800s. Late 1800s. <laughs> They're, and they last forever, but there are special ways to take care of them. How do y'all take care of your, your Dutch oven or your uh, cast iron skillets? Well, um, that's actually my husband's um, job. But um, <laughs> usually, I mean, we a lot of people say, don't put soap on them. Don't do this. Don't do that. We have, we just bring them in. We clean them up. Uh, my husband puts them in the oven to let them dry, you know, from the right. heat. And pretty much, you know, as long as you keep using them and taking care of them, um, they're not really that hard to take care of. Now, if you let it sit and it starts to rust on you, it can always be cleaned. I don't care how bad it looks, it can be cleaned and used. You know, he uses an e-tank, and we have pulled things out of flea markets that were so rusted people were planting plants in them (laughs) and you know we brought them home cleaned them up he's put them in the e-tank and we cooked out of them the next week now now what you've got me because that's a new term i'm not used to an e-tank what what is that um it's electric well my husband my husband's sitting here it's where um the he puts a battery on it, and he's got a, a, a battery charger. Oh, excuse me, a battery charger, and it pulls all that rust out. It's just to sit there and watch it. It's in water, and it pulls it out. It's it's amazing to watch. I mean, because it will bring it down to, you know, back to the original condition. 
I'll be darned. That's not something I'm familiar with. And in the years, I've had several of them, and some of them have been rusted and all that kind of thing. And when I was a kid, my granddad would take me down to a place called Cummins Creek that ran through his property. And we cooked fish a lot in a Dutch oven, you know, without the lid on it. But, uh, and when we cleaned them, he would take them down there and he'd take creek sand and he'd, you know, just scrub those things out like that. And so that's kind of what I've done when I found some of the old ones. I found one in a cabinet in an old house here not too terribly long ago and it was in really bad shape and so I just kind of kind of ground it down I guess with more than anything else with creek sand and and then started trying to uh, trying to season it again using some some oil different types of oils and heating them when you first buy a, a, a Dutch oven the, like say you go to the store and you buy say a lodge or whatever the brand is or, there's several good brands out there but what what's the proper care of that thing before you start cooking in it well, you know, actually, um, the lodge and the camp chef, they are already pre-seasoned. So just, you know, clean them up really good, you know, like you would any pot. Right. You know? um, just because, you know, being shipping and all that kind of stuff. But um, just clean them up, and they're pre-seasoned already. Oh, you start okay. You them immediately. Now, that's the camp chef and the um, lodge. Now, the, the other brands, I'm not really sure of. I've never really bought anything but a camp chef or a lodge. Um, but my husband prefers Lodge, you know, just because yes. um, I guess it's just, you know, like Ford and Chevy. <laughs> but um, he prefers Lodge, and that's what most of ours are. But um, no, they're, they're really easy. They're really easy to take care of if you clean them up immediately. And there have been times when we've been camping and ours has set overnight and takes a little bit more work, but they will always clean up. Why do you think, or what makes it special about cooking in a, in a Dutch oven or in this of cast iron? Why, why does that work so much better, or it seems like it works so much better compared to using some of the other more traditional type thin layered pots, if you will, or me- other metal pots? You know, I think the thickness and um, you're able, you know, to elevate the heat where you want it, you know, around it. Right. Um, you can cook a cake in 15 minutes. Really? Or in the oven, you're looking at 30 minutes. Um, I have cooked a whole turkey and dressing in a pot in two hours. So, you know, it, it's just, I guess the speed, you know, makes it convenient, especially if you're out camping. Nobody wants to be sitting over there over a stove <laughs> cooking for hours. You know, um, you want to be out with everybody else, you know, so, but you can cook and it cooks so much faster. And if you, if you really careful and you don't burn the bottom, you know, it's just, it's so much more convenient. Is it- um, we use ours in the house. You know, because we have so many, we 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 cook in the house with our Dutch ovens. Well, that's I, I have a tendency to do that more than I can get a chance to do outside anymore as well too. Do you, do you think it's because that cast iron combination of whatever it is distributes the heat a little bit more evenly than another pan does or a pot does? I, I believe it does, and you know, and that's my opinion, but I believe it does. You know, um, and being able to control the more even heat you know if you need it more on the top or if you need it more on the bottom that you can't do in your oven really 
you know, so that makes it, you know, it, it, plus it's just fun. <laughs> it's, just, it's just more fun to me. You know, it is, like I said, it really tastes good. Now, you talked about putting uh, heat on the top. That's really what makes, and on the bottom as well, too. And right. that's really what kind of makes this truly a an oven, does it not? Right. That's exactly what it does. Um, when my husband and I first started cooking, um, nobody had really showed us or we didn't really notice the difference in the pots. Um, you know, and you want the, the if you're going to cook outside, you, of course, you want the ones with the with the legs. Yes. And you want the rim top, you know, so you can put your coals on. Um, we didn't notice, you know, so we do have several, you know, that are more, you know, interior type. Right. Um, but um, that's the first thing, you know, if somebody's going to go out and buy them a new pot to keep cook outside, they need to make sure they get the campsite pot, you know. And that's uh, one of the legs, right? The legs in the rim. Right, exactly. Now, how do you determine how much heat you're going to put on the bottom and how much heat you're going to put on the top? Um, there, There's charts all over the Internet, you know, that will show you exactly if you want 250, 350, you know, 200, it'll show you exactly how many to put on the top and how many to put on the bottom. Um, I don't do the, the actual cooking, you know, much because I'm, I'm usually always talking. But um, the, there is a system to it, and it has to do with the size of the pot and the size of the lid on how many you put on the bottom and how many you put on the top. But those charts will show you exactly what it is. You know, depending on the heat uh, level that you need. Exactly, and now nowadays we're talking more about using charcoal briquettes, aren't we? Than right. as opposed that's to what, uh, that's what um, I would say ninety percent of us that we cook with all all use. Yes, ma'am. When I was growing up, we used just wood coals, quite frankly. And, and right. uh, But I think over a period of time, the whoever was doing the cooking realized, okay, I need this kind of this amount of heat. Maybe they didn't have any idea what the degrees were, but they had an idea. Okay, I can't put too much on top or I can't put too much on bottom and this. And, and don't you generally put a little bit more heat on top than you do on the bottom? You do. It's, um, you will burn the bottom very quickly if you put too much right you know so um yeah the heat mainly is going to come from the top yeah you talked about a little while ago you said you did a turkey and dressing and everything so evidently you've got a pretty good size uh dutch oven for that one yeah we do um you know our smallest that we have is an eight and my husband's all the way up to a, a 16 now and I think that's what we cook that turkey and dressing in is the 16. Um, they're, they're heavy, but you can feed a, a large group of people off a 16. Now, if we're, we're talking numbers, does that mean the, the, uh, the, the diameter of the pot or the height of the pot? or? Um, they have what they call, you know, just your regular, you know, they'll just say a 16. Right. And they also have the 16 deep. Um, we try to, you know, after all these years of cooking, we try to stick with the deep because you can get more volume in there. Yes. But, um, th- you know, it's it's got to do with the the, um, the quarts, you know, how many um, quarts you, you're cooking with. Right. And um, I'm trying to think. My mind just went blank. You know, the sizes, you know, the yes, thick of the pot, you know, the 
you know, the bigger the number is going to be. What What about do you do you season your food any differently in cooking in Dutch ovens than you do otherwise? Um, no, I don't think I do. I think it's pretty much you know um, any recipe you find you know online or in your cookbooks. Um, I have a cookbook that's from the White House from 1896. Oh, really? And some of those seasonings, I don't even know what they are. <laughs> but, you know, but but otherwise, you know, the seasonings. Um, it would be just like if you were cooking at home in a Dutch oven at home, or you know, or in your crock pot or anything else that you would be cooking at home, and you would use the same seasonings. I mentioned Bill Cobble earlier. Bill used to be the cook for uh, uh, the Matthews Ranch, Lambshead Ranch up north of Abilene there at Albany. And then for years, he and Cliff Tyner both were judges at the uh, Cowboy Hall of Fame every year. I think back then, for at least for a while, they used to have chuck wagon cook-offs there as well. And so I got to spend a little bit of time around him watching him cook. And you, we were talking about earlier, I've, I've seen him do just about every kind of imaginable food that you can think of. As you mentioned, from cakes to to doing meats and vegetables and desserts, and it was just absolutely amazing. And how well they tasted when he did them, it always amazed me as well too. Do you have a favorite recipe when it comes to cooking, or something that that? You, and we'll get into the to the Dutch Oven Society here in just a little bit. That that you really like, or something that you might want to pass on to, to those people who are listening, and, and maybe we can encourage those folks to start cooking in Dutch oven as well too. Well, you know, you can go as simple on a cake as a cake box, cake mix, um, a half a stick of butter, and a soft drink, and you've got a cobbler, uh, you've got a cake. Or you can put in a can of any type of peaches or strawberries or or cherries into it, and you've got a cobbler. Just that simple. You know, there's no eggs, there's no oil, there's nothing right. because it's soda has everything that you need to make the cake rise. You know, that was my biggest surprise of when I started cooking. Yes, I was like, I had never heard of such a thing. Um, but even in the house now, we, we don't use oil or eggs. We use that soft drink. And if you're watching your calories, you use a diet soft drink. Um, my husband loves to cook any kind of Mexican food in his, you know. Mm -hmm, uh, yes. He likes taro beans and he wants to cook them every, every month, you know. So, <laughs> um, but, you know, it's just, um, I really, I don't think I've ever seen anything that cannot be cooked. You know, like when I cooked that turkey and dressing, everybody was like, it's not going to be done. And I'm like, well, if it's not done, we won't eat it. <laughs> but it's done. We'll eat late. Um, <laughs> You know, uh, even in the holidays here at home, we cook outside in our Dutch ovens, you know, just for the fun of it. Of course, it's warming up usually here in November and December. Yes, ma'am. You know, we sit outside and eat, you know, and cook outside for the holidays. And um, it's just, you know, it's just amazing that you can cook anything in there, um, anywhere from soups to to, I have an antique um, bunt pan that was my grandmother's, and I cook my bunt cakes in my Dutch oven. You just, you know, put the, the cake in the bunch in the bunt right. pan, put it in there, and it cooks. And when, I have never had it not come out. It just plops right on out of that bunt, bunt pan. You know, and plus, I don't have to worry about burning the bottom of my cake. Right. You know, so, um, <laughs> But, you know, it's just amazing. You know, you go to these, like, we have the big dog here in Texas once a month. It's, I mean, once a year. It's in April. 
um, somewhere in Texas, you know, we have, and all of us, all of our groups, we all come together. There'll be 150 plus people. And um, you'll be amazed at some of the stuff that people, you know, cook. And then um, in October of every year, we have the national dog somewhere in the United States. And when you start bringing in three, 400 people cooking, it's just will blow your mind the desserts, the food that people can cook. I can only imagine that. Tell me, you, you said the, you, you mentioned the term dog. It, what does that refer to? Um, Dutch oven gatherings. Dutch, uh, well, of course, Dutch oven gatherings. Makes Gathering. And so when we call it the big dog, that's um, our big one for the year here in Texas. And then the national is, you know, all over. Every, I mean, we had people um, last year from Australia that flew in to be at the national dog. Um, and when you look and you see, you know, 200 plus pots on the table, it's just like, okay, which table do I go to <laughs> which side? And oh, my goodness. You know? <laughs> you're not going to sample everything. No, um, I'm, I'm just thinking how great it would be if you could. But if you took just a small <laughs> spoonful of each thing, you'd, there's no way you could ever get through all that. So, my husband uh, was a judge one year, and he had to sample everything. And he's a big boy, you know. He was like, I can't even do it, you know. <laughs> it, it's so much fun. It really is so much fun. Now, as you mentioned, it, you'll have this like over a weekend period of time, and then everybody brings their own POSC, and I'm sure they bring yeah. their own fire material, whatever it is, right? And their own and cooking, uh, whatever they're going to cook. Materials, um, either we camp, um, or we, we go places where we can rent cabins, or we can camp camp. Or we, um, most of us have RVs, um, you know, yes. and just. You know, like the big dog can be like from Wednesday through Sunday and the national dog will be from Monday until the following Sunday. You know, you don't have to stay the whole time, but, you know, it is, you know, people are there, you know, and um, it's just, you know, they all become like family because, you know, you you don't get to see them once a year like a family reunion, but it sure is good to see them, you know. I can imagine that. Do you have competitions at these or is this just... Oh yeah. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We have competitions. We, um, we usually have, like, uh, an entree, a veggie, and then a, a dessert. And then we always provide one for the youth group, any, any child under 18 that wants to cook. And at the National Dogs last year, I believe it was last year, our um, 12-year-old grandson won. Oh, fantastic. Like, you know, uh We've been cooking for a long time, and we've never gotten any awards, you know. <laughs> so we were we were so thrilled for him, you know. It was just amazing. We were so thrilled. Um, but, you know, it, it is. Um, my husband and I don't usually compete because there's so many people that are so much better cooks than we are, you know. So we just like to sit back and watch and, and, and judge, usually, you know, or something that... It's, it's a lot of fun. Well, you, you you do a lot of cooking, but then to me, that would be the ideal way to attend one of these dogs is to be a, a judge or to be an observer and yeah. just just look. I can only imagine. I, like I said, I've, yeah. I've been around all kinds of different camp cooks. We used to push, the uh, friends of ours used to push around a uh, chuck wagon. And of course, you know, like I mentioned, Bill Coblin and Cliff Tyner, those guys, everywhere they went, we used to have them come to the hunting camps and different things that we did. And we'd have riders in and, and 
and they were the cooks. And it really kind of a, a showy situation as well, too, because you really got kind of a, a, an education, not only in cooking, but, you know, how people used to cook and then to have the absolutely fantastic food. Again, I come back to the fact that for whatever reason, something cooked in a Dutch oven or even a cast iron skillet to me just always tastes so much better than anything else that you can prepare. Tell me a little bit about the, the, the organizations, if you will. And I know that you're currently the president of the Lone Star Dutch Oven Society. Tell me a little bit about that organization and then also about the national organization as well, too. Um, we, um, we are called the Lone Star Dutch Oven Society. Um, we have 11 groups currently um, all over Texas, from South Texas to North Texas. Um, we started, I believe we tracked it back down to like 1976 is when the organization started. And um, we have just been growing, you know, and growing. And then during, you know, uh, COVID, you know, things got, you know, oh, slow yes, because we didn't get to cook for two years. But um, we're all starting to come back, you know, and, and start cooking in groups again. And, um, you know, uh, we actually, you were talking about the cookbook. Um, Lone Star Dutch Oven Society has the only cookbook that Lodge produces. Oh, really? And while they chose ours, we don't know, but um, they have uh, been printing them now for many years, and it's our cookbook. So we're really proud of that, you know, because they couldn't pick anybody's. But, um, you know, you can buy them offline or you can buy them, you know, at Bucky's and, you know, places like that, you know, the Lodge stores. But we're really excited about that. So, um, but, you know, we probably are the largest group of all the groups because the size of Texas, you know. Yes, ma'am. Uh, you know, just being um, the size that we are, you know, we have more groups than most other states have. But, um, you know, it's just... Um, it's, it's been around for a while, um, and we just were growing rapidly since COVID because people, you know, were getting out during COVID and camping, and now they're like, you know, really continuing to camp with their families. So, you know, our groups are really growing fast, and we're really enjoying it. Um, we just started a new group at Purvis Creek State Park in September, and we have already tripled in size. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah, I am just thrilled because we're getting so many people from Dallas. We're getting a lot of people coming from the Dallas area that want to cook and camp, you know, and there's no place out there that they can. Um, now, they have one in Cleaver, and they have one at Joe Cool also. Um, but, we, you know, we've just been very fortunate that we're growing so fast. And, and these young couples, you know, finally getting young people interested. Love in that. You know, and that's been that's been one of the things is um, it's mostly an older crowd of people. But the young kids are coming out now and they're showing a lot of interest in wanting to cook. And that's that's fun. Um, and then um, the national, you know, of course, is, you know, all the states in the state of Texas. Right. You know, in the state of the United States, you know, all of our states. And um, that one is once a year, too. And this year it's going to be in Ryan. I think it's called Ryan. Louisiana, R A Y N E. Yes. Louisiana. And when, it's be what, what, time, what, what month does that usually happen? It's going to be October the 26th through October the 28th. Perfect. How can somebody learn more about that? That's going to be um, 
our website, the Lone Star Dutch Urban Society website, um, was hacked um, a while back. Oh, no. We've been having to rebuild it. From oh, Marty. Yes. And so, but it is supposed to be up and running sometime tomorrow. That's our go date. It's supposed to be up and running tomorrow. And it's under, you know, LongestarDutchOvenSociety.com. And you'll be able to find out. You can join. You can see where all of our groups are. You'll be able to see a cookbook. I mean, it's just going to be loaded full of stuff. So we're really excited to get it back up and running again. I need to. I want to go back to the uh, the, the Texas cookbook. By any chance, was that kind of put together by Bill Brummel? You know, it was way before my time, and I'm not really sure. I would have to go and dig my cookbook out and look, and I should have, but it could have been. Yes, um, ma'am, I, I think it was. one that launched sales. Uh, it's the one I'm thinking of. Uh, Bill Brummel was a wildlife technician for the Texas Parks and Wildlife Department back when I was working right. for the game department. And uh, I know that he was very instrumental early on with the uh, Lone Star Dutch Oven Society. In the, I don't know when some in the formation, but I know that he attended a lot of those meetings and he put together a bunch of different recipes my gosh years ago probably going back to the 70s and 80s somewhere along and through there that's that's about when the book was started sometime we think in the late 70s early 80s Bill was a heck of a good cook, by the way. If it, and I'm pretty sure it's got to be him because I remember him telling me that he was editing a book or in the process of gathering recipes for a, a Dutch Oven Society cookbook. So hopefully, hopefully, I'm I'm correct on that one. Well, that cookbook has um, like you know all the charts. It has um, lots of recipes. Um, it has like um, the chart where if you don't have something, you can substitute. It's, it's just full of a lot of interesting lone st- um, Dutch oven information, you know. So, um, you know, if somebody wants one, they can go to that site and they can purchase it. Or, like I said, you know, they've got them at Atwoods. They've got them at Bucky's. They've got them, um, I think, even maybe at Tractor Supply. Oh, okay. Um, a place where you can buy lodge um you know, pots, you can find the cookbook. But, um, yeah, it's it's full. You know, if somebody wants all that information, you know, it's right there in the front of that book. How fantastic. I, we actually have a tractor supply just down the street. I have not been in there here recently, but uh, i got a feeling I'm going to stop by there this afternoon and, and see what kind of pots they have and or what kind of Dutch ovens they have, actually, and see if they have that book as well, too. Yeah, that's it's a, it's a really informative. Um, I bought it at probably at my first Lone Star um, Dutch oven meeting. Um, my husband and I bought one because um, we were still learning. We was you know we were new and didn't know anything you know, and um, we but we were really fortunate to um, have people that showed us and took us under their wing and you know now they're our dear dear friends and they just took us under their wings and taught us everything they knew and believe me they knew a lot you know so, <laughs> um, you know it's it's um it's really you know it's been a a wild ride, but we really have had a lot of fun. Well, we've kind of talked about this, but how would you suggest if somebody that is not familiar with Dutch oven cooking or even cast iron cooking, how would you suggest that they get into learning how? And I, I, you've mentioned a lot of different things, but I really just kind of like for you to reiterate some of those things as well to where how they can be introduced and get off to a good start. Well, if you attend 
attended any of our cookouts, and everybody is welcome. Any of our groups, you know, we cook once a month. Um, it's usually on a Saturday, and it's we rotate, you know. Um, there are plenty of the old older ones of us that have been there a while that <laughs> love take you under their wing and show you everything we know. Um, but there's also, and this is, I'm, I'm not plugging anybody in particular, but Lake Tawakini in November, um, the first two weekends of November, they're going to have um, people out there that are going to be teaching classes because they're going to have this 100-year Dutch oven cook-off. Oh, um, cool. The third weekend in, in November. And so it's, it's, it's their competition, you know, for the 100 years of state parks in Texas. And so, but the first two weekends, um, they're going to have people out there teaching classes. So, and that is in November, so it'll be pretty outside. And um, it, it'd be fun, you know, to get as many young people out there as we can that want to come out and learn to cook. That sounds fantastic. Now, I mentioned Luke Clayton a little while ago. Luke and I do a lot of different things together. I've been involved with his radio show now for about 15 years and do a podcast for Sporting Classics Daily as well, too. And then we do the TV show or the digital show, uh, uh, which is uh, A Sportsman Life on Carbon TV. Now, I think probably in March, and maybe he and you have already talked about this, but Luke called me the other day and he was all excited. And he says, oh, my gosh, I just got a phone with Mr. Beth Jones. He said, guess what? He said, they're going to come to the rendezvous this year that we have every year there in uh, uh, Greenville. So is is that true that y'all are going to be there during the spring time? I've already got um, commitments from five of five groups. Oh, um, so fantastic. At least five of us, uh, five, all husbands and wives. So there'll be at least five of us out there I know of that are going to be cooking. And we are really excited because, we're you know, even though we're all really best friends, we're real competitive with each other, too, <laughs> you know. So, you know, we, we enjoy things and we love going out and we love talking about Lone Star Dutch Oven Society, you know, and getting the young people involved. Um, you know, it's just, we, we, especially these five couple that are coming, we're really, really um, love to, to go out and talk about Lone Star, you know, Dutch Oven Society. Well, that is a very fun event. It's there on, on the grounds, kind of. It's uh, they do have a, a rodeo arena, a cover rodeo arena, in case it, it, we have bad weather or something like that. But uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing y'all there. That I've been involved with Luke with that one since he started it, and it was a great crowd. And and uh, I can't think of a better place in that part of the world, right there, to have you guys out to to do some of the Dutch oven cooking as well. Again, if anybody wants to get in touch with, and you mentioned the website's been down. But I'm sure by the time this will air, that uh, the Lone Star uh, Dutch Oven Society website will be up again. That is a great place to start, isn't it? And then, too, if you don't mind, if there's a a national society, because actually our podcast does go pretty much across, thankfully, to uh, lots of different countries, even, where else can they get in touch with and to learn more Uh, about? On the national, I I believe it says um, 2023 National Dog. That's theirs. Um, on Facebook, you're going to find all of us. You're going to find the Purvis Creek Dutch Oven Group, Lone Star Dutch Oven Group. Um, the National Dog is on there to also. Um, we all have Facebook pages. And um, if you go to my group, which is the Purvis Creek, um, you can link to all of them all over Texas. Um, I have a list on my Facebook page of all the groups and where they cook and when they cook. Fantastic. And how do you spell Is it P-U-R-V-I-S? 
P U R T I S T. Yeah, T I S. Purchase. 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 Okay. P U R T I S. Texas. It's the state park in Eustis, Texas. Fantastic. Well, we'll try to send as many people there as we can, and I'll truly look forward to catching up with you. And I want to thank you very, very much, so very much for being with us today here on the podcast. And and I can't wait to uh, spend a little time across the campfire from you in real life, and, and I can't wait to taste some of your cooking as well, too. So. <laughs> well, Larry, we appreciate your, you know, promoting us because, you know, like I said, you know, we, we lost a few people, you know, during COVID. And, um, you know, we're just now getting to come back this year and start really cooking again. And uh, it's just, you know, we really want to invite as many people as we can just to come and see how fun it is. You know, even if you don't have a pot, my husband brings extra pots, you know, with him so that we can, you know, always show. We always bring extra ingredients to show people, you know. Yes, ma'am. How easy it is and how much fun it is. And, um it's just, you know, especially when you're at the state park, you get a lot of the campers and they're like, uh, we don't have to eat hot dogs and hamburgers every day. No, you don't have to eat hot dogs and hamburgers every day. You know, so. But, Larry, we really look forward to meeting you and um, I will hopefully meet you in March. And um, anytime you want to come out and cook with one of us, you are more than welcome. Well, I, I will say this. I would love to come out and eat some of the food particularly. Yeah. So. <laughs> but We'll look at cooking a little bit farther down the road. Miss Beth, thank you again so very much for joining us around here, around the DSC campfire. And I want to invite everybody to come right back here next week. But in the meantime, go to Purtis Creek and on Facebook and uh, get with Miss Beth and, and learn a little bit more there. And uh, I got a feeling once you do, you'll be running, trying to find some camp chef or lodge Dutch oven cooks, cooking utensils, if you will, as well, too. So, again, thank y'all so very much for joining us and we'll be right back here next week. DSC's Campfires has also been brought to you by the Crown Bar in the Grange and Round Top, Texas, Texas Wildlife Association, Double Nickel Taxidermy, H3 Whitetail Solutions, and Burnham Brothers Game Calls. Join Captain Justin Leake and Meredith McCord for the best fishing action along Panama City Beach. Tune in to Chasing the Sun every Sunday at 9.30 a.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. Brave anglers search for the one they call king, but who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Abyss Battery, Waypoint TV.